0: Welcome to Determined to Succeed. I'm your host, Don Malarney, also known as the Unique Connector. So this is a really interesting statistic that I want to start off today with. Two out of three women business owners make less than $100,000 per year. Woo! That is a shocking statistic. So I have amazing guest here. Christy, if you want to introduce yourself, and let's talk about that statistic.
1: Hi, Dawn. Thanks so much for having me. Um, My name is Christy Metcalf, and 21 years ago, I, I made the big leap. I left corporate. I started my own consulting business, and I want to start by saying that I had started my career in sales. I was a top salesperson. I had awards on my walls. I had bonuses. I had all of these accolades, and then I decided to make the leap into my own business, and I would love to tell you that people were supportive. And they were cheering me on and they thought that I could do it. But the reality was they thought that it was career suicide and Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship wasn't the thing 21 years ago. And I thought, well, if it doesn't work, I'll go back and get another job. But the part that I love to tell is that here I had 10 years of sales experience. I taught sales reps how to sell. And yet I left and I was terrified and paralyzed in how to sell myself. And I think the struggle came from, you know, I had sold for a company that had a big brand and a big reputation. I had a lot of that behind me. I had products that I believed in. That's important and a key. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I am out there peddling CEO learning systems who nobody knows and nobody knows what they do. And I really struggled in my head on why they would buy from me. right? And I mean, all along, when I think back about it, it's so funny because my clients, even with the big company, they were buying from Christie. They may have had a big brand, but they were buying from Christie. They were buying the relationship. They were buying the trust that I said that I was going to deliver. And so for probably the first year, I struggled. I did a lot of work for my former employer. So that gave me the cushion. But then the second year, Sarbanes-Oxley hit, which was this huge compliance fiasco with, um, a very reputable company, Arthur Anderson, and that changed all of the business in the way that we did it. And I did leadership development, training and development. So all of that money transferred from what they would spend with me, all my clients to now compliance training. So mm-hmm. once again, after c- kind of creating that nice foundation for a year, I was thrown into this world again of selling, Right. And I went back to what had worked before, and that was building relationships, asking questions, getting out there, talking to people, telling them what I do. And slowly over the years, I ended up working with amazing companies like Boeing airplanes and Safelite Autoglass and Baveline Motor Oil and companies that people would love to work with and for. Um, I built a whole client list of working with them and being very successful. And one of the things that I'm most proud of is I just didn't work on a project, but I worked for years with them, like eight years, nine years, 14 years to where they really trusted me. And I was a partner and I was in over and over. And then about five years ago, I felt this calling to make a leap again. And I pivoted my business from working with big Fortune 500s to working with small business owners especially women who were leaving corporate and other companies launching their own business but knew nothing about being a business owner and were terrified to sell themselves. Mm-hmm. Right back into that 21 years ago exactly how I felt. And um when I came up on that statistic of two out of three women business owners are not making $100,000 a year, let me be clear. Nobody leaves a paycheck every two weeks, nobody leaves benefits or 401k or anything like that to not make money. They start a business to make money and yet they are terrified to go out and to say what they're selling and they don't know how to make money. And so that's really my mission.
0: Mm. Well, and this is where I'm so thankful we met years ago, which (laughs) I think is funny that we still have never actually seeing each other in person. We just virtually or on the phone and we talk a lot, Um, but that's where too, it's just the world's changing. Uh, But I love this though, that you look at the transitions and this is where too, even for myself, I can relate to that. Cause yes, leaving behind that corporate job, that stability, that name that people recognized. And that's the thing too, through this whole process is I realized too, it's like people worked with it because of me. You know, and sometimes that's even hard for us to take that moment to realize and that it was the energy that we brought to the situation. Sometimes we don't have enough confidence in ourselves that we're the ones that was making that change or we're the ones that were bringing in the sales. It was because of us. It wasn't just the service we were providing. So, you know, what would you say for some women that are maybe stuck right now that, you know. It is hard to sell ourselves. I even know from me and my own situation, you know, it's hard to switch when you don't have a company behind you or something that you have worked for for years and to sell mm-hmm. that. So, what would you say to someone right now that's similar to me?
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's usually in the first couple of years. Like I say, if you've made it through the first year, it's survival, right? The whole goal of being a business your first year is not to go back to a job. A J-O-B. That's, that's really the goal. And so we give ourselves this whole cushion of a year to sort of figure it out and to make it. But by year two, if you haven't really made sales, then you need to be honest about why that's happening, right? And I, I love it because Women invest in so many things that they think they need to drive sales. Like I just said at a conference with a woman who had invested um, $11,000 in a website, and she was totally dumbfounded that it wasn't bringing sales to her. And so the only person that will sell you on the fact that a website is going to bring you sales is a website designer. Let's be clear about that. And so I ask the question when I work with women, uh, do you have a digital business or do you need a digital presence? right? So when we think of a digital business, it's really Amazon. It's where people are going on and they are putting things in a cart and then it's being shipped to them. That is a digital business. I don't know anybody at Amazon. I don't talk to anyone at Amazon. It's a very one-way relationship. And so that is a digital business. But what most of us have is not a digital business, but a relationship business, right? Of where we do know the person we have conversations with the person we're selling them a service or a a product and so in that respect then we need a digital presence and a digital presence means i have a professional website i have good photos that make me look current and professional whatever that industry is that you're working in but that i'm also showing up online to increase my visibility and my presence as a business owner What I find is most women hide in the first couple of years in their business. Number one, they don't want to tell anyone they've gone into business because they want to wait until they're successful. That's not going to happen unless you tell people what you do. Mm -hmm. Number two, I think that they're hiding because they're lacking the confidence and the belief in themselves. And, you know, I'll, I'll put it in the simplest terms. So if you think about women, I think that they are the greatest salespeople ever created. And I'm going to ask you to think about if you have a hairstylist or a restaurant or a clothing line or a skincare product that you love, you tell everyone about it, right? recommend it. it. It's almost like you're on their payroll, right? I jokingly say that I have a couple of books in my arsenal that I have sold so many copies for the author that I should probably like have residuals at this point, but I say that they're the greatest salespeople and they are, except when it comes to selling themselves. Yeah. And when it comes to selling ourselves, we doubt if we're good enough. We, we doubt if we're smart enough. We doubt if we can compete. We doubt if we can, like, if we can deliver the results we think we can, or we say we can, there's a lot of doubt. There's a lot of self-sabotage. We sign up for master classes online And we do group coaching that's $3,000, right? But we're in there with thousands of other people. So we're never getting the one-on-one attention. And we spend money in so many ways to make our business successful, never realizing that we are the reason that our business will be successful. Mm. And that nobody, not a website, not an Instagram post, not a LinkedIn post, no one will ever... Sell your company with the passion and the commitment and the love that you have for it. That's just the reality of it. So I hear people say, Oh, my very first person I'm gonna hire is a salesperson. And I always say, until you can do it, do not hire it out. Mm -hmm. Right. And that really is the truth of it. Like you started your business for a reason. There was a passion and a purpose and this need to serve in a different way. And no one will be able to communicate or articulate that love the way that you do.
0: Well, and that's where I think too, just even for myself, like everybody's throwing at all these ideas for us and, and you should try this and this product and all these things where sometimes it's like, we don't even take a moment to realize the value that we can bring and all of the tools we already have in our toolbox, Yep. but it is that whole doubt and that. Yeah am I going to be able to bring the value to those people as much as what I promise? Or how do I charge for this when I'm still navigating this and learning the process while I'm doing it? And so I think that's even been a hinder for me where I've even kind of been hiding. And you know that too, where I was kind of hiding for a while. And I realized some of the things that I was hiding from was just even realizing the habits or the things that I've created on myself or the imposter syndrome that I've created or the words that I tell myself. And so I love that you brought up this whole buying and purchasing thing, because I feel that sometimes some people think, Ooh, I'm going to buy this, this marketing sales funnel, and that's going to bring me all the sales, or that's what the, you know, remedy is for what I need. And it's always goes back to sales.
1: It does. Well, and here's the thing. If you can make peace with sales, you will always make money in your life. Mm. When you interview for a job, you are selling yourself and yes. what you've done and your resume and your experience and your education and all of the skills that come with it. And when you are in business, you are selling yourself, right? Because the number one hurdle that new entrepreneurs have is they don't have an audience. So many of the people I talk to are like, people go to Starbucks every single day and they spend $10 An average person purchases $10 at Starbucks. And I'm like, they spend $10 at Starbucks because they know Starbucks Yeah. because they know the products that Starbucks gives, right? 60 years ago, when Starbucks was unknown, they were out peddling their coffee as well. Right. And, and that is, the reality is, we don't have an audience of people. So funnels, we'll get. We're going to cut to the chase, right? I'll, I'll tell you all of my dirty secrets of what I invested in in the beginning of business. I spent fifteen thousand dollars on branded photos. That's crazy. So for your listeners, that's crazy, right? That's crazy. I thought that if I looked the part and they were these beautiful photos, that people would be like, "Oh my gosh, I want to do business with her." Uh, did not bring in any business. I invested twelve thousand dollars in a funnel expert. Did not bring in any business. Okay. So I'm just going to, I'm going to tackle all of them because I see women investing in them. And then when they don't produce the results they want, then they think it's something they've done that's wrong. And all it is, is somebody sold them on their product. That's all it is. Right. They were good salespeople. And you know, when you start selling and you get really good at it, then when you get on the phone with somebody and they try to start selling you, you're like, oh, that's the process, right? Right. And so what I try to do is when I work with women, I try to have them make peace with selling. And number one, that's a mindset thing. So all of my clients, you know, I've worked with clients, I worked with them for a hundred days and I've had client, a client make $120,000 in a hundred days, $80,000, $25,000. And at the end of it, I'm like, what was the biggest hurdle? And they said, mindset, right? Accepting that I am a good salesperson. And by the way, you said, you know, we doubt whether we can produce the results. Do you think that every person that signs up with Weight Watchers loses weight? True. But they are still out there promoting, selling and marketing that we are number one in weight loss, right? So it's all marketing. And there are people who are successful and there are people who are not. And I know for me early on working with women individuals, I had to get over the fact that I was just part of the, one part of the equation. The other part of the equation was they had to do the work. So I couldn't show up and do the work for them. I gave them the tools and the resources. And I like to say, modify the process, you modify the results. So I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to do every single day, every week to increase your revenue. We won't even talk about sales, increase your revenue. But if you are unwilling or unable to do the work, you're never going to see the results from it. And so you can invest in funnel classes and websites and um, you know master classes. You can invest in all of it, but the reality is that I think that people don't make change until they work with someone one on one or in a small group where they cannot hide, where their feet are being held to delivering the results and the work of me saying, "Don, why didn't you make calls this week?" Right? You can take a vacation in your business. But are you at the place where you can take a vacation? Are people knocking down your doors? But people are knocking down your doors. You can raise your prices. You can be selective. You can do all of those things. But usually that's not in the first three years of business. And, you know, I think the, the other hurdle for them is I was successful at my job, though. I was really successful. And I always ask them, how many years did it take you to be that successful at your job? Yeah. Okay. You're comparing that middle to this beginning and you have to have grace and patience and you are learning a new skill. You are literally learning how to ride a bike all over again. And I put the training wheels on and just help you go a little bit faster, but be gentle with yourself, right? You're doing, you're running a business. If it was that easy, everybody would do it. And it's not.
0: It's true. And I think that's where sometimes this world of social media where, you know, think of the past, they didn't have that. And no. I think that's the one thing that sometimes creates even more stress for us or more doubt is because we're seeing everybody else running 10 times faster than us. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, well, something's wrong with me. I must not know what the hell I'm doing. So I'm going to go buy this. Cause I think this is probably my answer to what I need. And I yeah. think that's, You know, the one thing that we're always just like comparing ourselves to everybody else.
1: Yeah. And I say, comparison is the thief of joy, right? Yes. In the fact that when I started 21 years ago, when I started a company 21 years ago, there was no social media, there was no LinkedIn, there was no Instagram, there was no Twitter, no Facebook, none of that existed. And I had to get out and meet people. And now there's so much noise out there that I think it has allowed us to sit at our computers and expect, I say entitled, but we expect, we're entitled that people will just want to come to us like, oh, I want to do business with you, but they don't know that you exist. And so, you know, three tips. I say, this is what you have to be doing every single day and you cannot take the day off. Every day you have to go out and you have to meet as many new people as you can. You have to tell those people what you do And you have to make offers to help them. And that is where, you know, I'll have women say, oh, I I don't like, I don't want to sell them. I'm like, but you're not selling them. It's listening. And if they say, you know, they're really struggling with meeting a person in this area, I make the connection, right? I don't have to be selling my stuff. I just have to sell me. I'm a connector. That's why we connected several years ago. But it's helping them move forward in their journey, no matter where that is. Because if I'm a connector, like you're a connector, they remember us and then they come back to us and then they say, wait, do you know somebody who does this Does this?" and one day we're going to say, I do that. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to be like, oh, okay, I need help with that, right? So I like to teach people how to create an offline business, making money. And then when the time is right, we can take it online to serve the multitude of people. But really, you know, I I would say the first 250,000 can be made offline, easily Mm. offline. And I know that women are like, no, that can't be done, but it can be done. The first 250K can be done without sitting on social media all day, without building a fancy funnel, without buying new technology it is well within your ability to make $250,000 without doing any of that stuff.
0: Well, and I love it too. It's kind of like back to the basics of things of building the relationships, but also too, it just kind of made me think of, you know, when you had your job description at your corporate job, you know, where it's kind of like, this is the things you're going to focus on, but there's always that line of like, you know, you're going to do things outside of the, you know, the job description. And that's where I kind of even think of like, how you just gave the example of you're connecting somebody to someone else that's outside of the job description. That is, that's kind of a duty that you should do. And something that's going to help make you rememberable. You're going to hopefully be thought of, of like, wow, look at that general or that generous introduction that they did for me and the kindness that they showed, because that's, what's going to be the groundwork that you're laying. I feel like For yeah, when they are ready for your services or maybe they're never ready for your services, but they know of you when someone else needs your services also.
1: Yeah, you know, I can't tell you how many times I get a call and they're like, We need a speaker. Would you be willing to speak at our group? Yes, absolutely. I love doing that virtual online, but hey, we need somebody that can help with this. Do you know of somebody? Can you help with that? And so it really becomes that you are the hub right? And you have this resource of people within your wheel that you can connect each other to. And it's such a beautiful thing. You know, if you think about the people that you do business with or the companies that you do business with, you feel that connection to them. And, you know, go back on to Amazon. I help a lot of service-based businesses, you know, accountants, attorneys, um, coaches, counselors. I help those people, right? But, we are not going on to Amazon finding those kind of people. So the, the, the products that we find on Amazon are very transactional. We're buying a book, we're buying a dress because an influencer said it, we're buying a pair of shoes, but we're not, we're not working with Amazon to get like nitty gritty into our lives and our personal situations. And so, you know, don't compare yourself to an Amazon. You're not a, you're not a digital business. You are You have a relationship business with a need of a being digital presence. That's all it is. And Mm -hmm. when people know, like, and trust you, they recommend you. They tell you stories. They share their challenges. They ask for help. Like that is that protective barrier that they have until they know you. And once you kind of get on the other side of it, they'll share the world with you.
0: Mm, Well, I love that great reminder. And I think that's one thing too, is so many people think must be something wrong with me. I'm the only person dealing with this, or I'm the only one that thinks this way. And it's like, no, deep down, actually, we're all thinking the same way. We're all All having the same doubts. We're all having the same situations. But once we kind of hone in on that and work on it, it's going to be kind of like riding a bike. I just think of that too, where it's like, there's these challenges. You got to go out of your comfort zone. You might fall on your face but don't worry, you're going to get back up and you're going to keep going and you're going to ride that bike like no other. And so, you know, I just love your energy that you always bring to everybody and conversations and to just always the words of wisdom that I get from you. And this is where too, I just would love to hear, you know, what pushes you to keep going and what's making you so determined to make a change for other females. Well, you
1: know, honestly, it comes back to personal reasons. So as I look back over the course of a career, when I was with corporate and then early on in my business, um, I realized that the only person that held me back was me. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, you know, I do a talk called Girl Just Ask For It. And it really is about asking for what you want most Um, money specifically. I love talking about money because there's money all around us. And yet we have this limited mindset of if there's only, if there's a pie of money and I get this piece, there's not enough for everybody. There's enough for everybody. But I think I I'm so passionate around it because I see women literally holding themselves back. Mm
0: -hmm. I see
1: women being terrified to ask for what they want at home, at the office, in business. I see women who doubt themselves. Um, And struggle with, I'm not smart enough, or I need to go back and get another degree or a certification. I, you know, I'll tell you out of everything that I've invested in, I'm a certification junkie. I've got like 30 certifications. None of my clients ask about my certifications, right? It's Mm. to make me feel more credible, it's to make me feel more valuable, to make me feel smarter. But none of my clients care, not the large corporate clients, not the individual clients, none of them care. So, It's amazing what we will do in order to make ourselves feel better, right? So I had a client that went out and remodeled a kitchen, $120,000 kitchen, because she wasn't making in her business. And she did not think that she was smart enough to run a business. So when I say that people will go to extremes to make investments, they do. They really do to feel better. But the reality, I think the reality is that first you have to say, I am terrified to sell, right? Like if I go back all the way back and and I kind of say that I was lucky that I worked in sales first because I didn't have an option of saying, I'm scared, I don't know how to do this because I got a paycheck every two weeks. So I just had to make peace with it and go on. But the fact that I saw a post yesterday and this woman said, very vulnerable post, I am terrified of selling. I've Mm -hmm. been in business seven years. And I've never sold my products. I have amazing products, but I've never sold them. I had a conversation last week with a woman, $80,000 in debt. Marriage is struggling. Her husband's fed up, right? He no longer believes in her. She no longer believes in herself. That breaks my heart. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: that's where the passion comes from.
0: Well, I love it. And I'm, I know you're always making change for others. And this is why too, I'm (laughs) so thankful that I see you. And because it's words of wisdom that I need to hear myself to keep going and to keep pushing through and to never give up. And I'm just so thankful we met. And I think of it just funny where it's just like one of these days we're going to meet in person and actually get a hug. Um, and by the way, I just want
1: to tell your listeners, we met through someone that neither of us stayed connected to right circle, but we're not close to that person. And yet we had immediate chemistry. So I, you know, the relationship part of me, I always say at the end of my life, it will be the relationships that I have. And I've met that make my life full and colorful. And that is definitely a value of mine. And I Mm. think it resonates with you as well.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think of that too. If that person did not go out of their way to introduce us, we wouldn't have had this conversation or just the passion that we have for each Mm -hmm. other of just helping and um, the connection that we've had over the years. And so this is where to, how can everybody get connected with you? Oh, Because I think everybody should connect with you. I would love that.
1: They can find me on LinkedIn, Christy Metcalf. I'm sure you'll put it in the, the show notes, um you can find me there if you know if you have any questions if i would say if sales is something that you know and i can't even say the word sales because women freak out about it if it's just something that you're struggling with if you know that you're capable of more and you're not making the money that you should or you could let's have a conversation right if yeah. i can't help you i know of people who can help you i think that a coach is a very personal relationship i'm not for everyone everyone's not for me But there's somebody out there that can help you get to where you want to be and what you want. It's not because you're not smart enough or good enough or work hard enough. It is out there. All you have to do is make it happen.
0: Mm. Well, I hope everybody connects with you you and figures out how to be in your circle. Because yes, there is so many things that you can teach. And this is where I'm excited to, to continuously learn and grow from you. And this is where I'm thankful that you're making such a change in a ripple to other women out there. And so keep shining bright, keep showing up as you and don't let anybody else make you think differently because you're making a change for other people. So thank, thank you so you. much for joining me today. Thanks and for I having hope- me. Yeah, I would say, I hope the listeners had some amazing nuggets from this conversation and hopefully they're going to shine a little brighter and show up as them best selves too. So thank you very much, my dear.
1: Thank you.